Hi, I'm Jamie Ananda McConaughey. Welcome to the Tantric Life Podcast, where we explore all things Tantra as a way of living a balanced life, integrating health, sex, love and spirituality for deeper inner peace. Hello, divine friends. Thank you for joining me today for another interesting Tantric conversation. Today, we're going to be talking about a a couple's connection practice. So, a simple practice you can do to feel more connection with your partner. But first, before we get into this, just a quick mention. If you'd like to connect with me, feel free to send me a message. You can do so from my website, thetantriclife.com, or from my Facebook page, The Tantric Life, or just send me an email direct to jamie at thetantriclife.com. I love hearing from you. I love reading messages from my listeners. And also, just to mention about the project that I'm developing. So I'm working on, I'm developing a Tantra dating and events app website and it's in the early stages. Uh, We have already quite a few members on there and I'm still looking for uh, participants to um, test it out and to um, grow the community there. So if you think you'd be interested to meet other people online who are interested in Tantra or if you are somebody who organizes Tantra events and you'd like to promote or publicize your Tantra event, then uh, feel free to take part in this project. You can find all the details and information on my Facebook page, The Tantric Life, or just go directly to the platform. It's it's utantra.com. U is Y-U-Tantra.com. Okay, with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So this is really wonderful aspect of Tantra. Um, It's more an aspect of Neo-Tantra probably, an aspect of sort of modern Tantra where we're using Tantra to improve our relationships uh, and our sort of sense of well-being and and fulfillment in love and relationships. And the reason I want to talk about this today is because it, it relates to something that I personally have been going through recently with my partner. And yes, what happened is basically the story, quick story. <laughs> Me and my partner, we, we live very busy lives. We're, we, we both have our own business. We're working all the time. And we're always very stressed from work. And, you know, we have such busy lives. We often don't have time for each other. And uh, recently we kind of got together and and talked about this because we realized that we're so wrapped up in our busy schedule, getting up early, going to bed late, really exhausted. And before we realized it, we, we actually felt that we were sort of drifting apart a little bit. And we kind of felt that we were losing a bit of the spark and the passion in our relationship and that our, our relationship was becoming a very mundane routine, uh, kind of boring routine almost. And it was actually my partner who, she she's really amazing that she's so conscious of these things. And she 
brought it up with me and said, look, you know, I'm not really happy about how our relationship is going at the moment. We, we don't have any passion. We don't have any connection. We're so focused on just getting our work and our businesses going. Um, you know, where's the time for us and, our, and the love and, and passion in our relationship? So we decided to do something about this. And actually, we just uh, started doing this practice, which is very simple. And it's made such a big difference to our relationship. It's just a simple practice for having a bit more connection with each other. It doesn't take long and it's made a huge difference. We feel so much more connected to each other. We're feeling so much more love and passion and connection. And this is a, an exercise which actually came from my Tantra teacher, my coach, Stefo Shambo. And if you want to know more about Stefo Shambo, I'll put a link in the show notes there you can find out about. So we decided to incorporate this practice into our relationship and it's been such a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I'm just going to give a little bit of background about this. And if you want to skip forward directly to the practice itself, uh, you can just go forward now to 17 minutes and 24 seconds. And that's where we start to describe the practice itself. One of the things that I found or we found in our relationship is this this lack of connection and this kind of loss of passion it kind of creeps up on you slowly without you realizing it like over time it you know because we get so overwhelmed with our busy lives and our busy daily daily schedule and for men in general I think for many men especially for me, I, I, I feel this. Part of the problem is we men, we're quite happy just sort of <laughs> going through our daily routine, focusing on our projects, doing our hobbies, um, doing our activities, our sports and things. And, you know, we, we can very happily and comfortably kind of plod along through life like this <laughs> without feeling much. And this is a problem for many men. Uh, definitely for me, I'm aware of this. If I don't consciously and actively look at my emotions and my feelings, I can be in my comfort zone just doing my things, right? And when what happens is then that this, this loss of connection or this lack of connection with the relationship with my partner, over time, I'm kind of not even aware of it or I'm 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 aware that maybe something is not quite right but I'm just kind of stuck in this bubble of being comfortable doing my routine doing my hobbies doing my work and my projects and stuff like that on the other hand I think women at least let's say many women and my partner definitely um, women really want to feel more from from the relationship they they really need to feel you as a man and to feel your presence to feel your emotion to feel some passion from you and if they're not feeling that they're unhappy and it creates you know then 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 the man becomes unhappy because his his woman is not happy and it just creates this whole series of problems 
So, okay, I'm talking about men and women here, but in actual fact, this is more about masculine and feminine. So it doesn't have to be like that the men are like this and women are like this. It's more about, you know, when you're, when you're stuck too much in your masculine energy, you know, that masculine energy of kind of focusing and working and getting things done, going from one goal to the next goal to the next goal, um, you know, being very persistent and, and kind of disciplined and stuff, that kind of masculine energy, you can get too much in that and you kind of forget or neglect the feminine energy, which is more about feeling and emotion and the dynamic between uh, relationships and couples. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. If you end up getting too much stuck in that kind of get things done mode of the masculine and you neglect the sort of feeling and intuitive and emotion side of your feminine, then this lack of com connection in your relationship gradually sort of seeps in and kind of creeps into your relationship without you realizing. So it, sometimes it requires a kind of crisis or an explosion point. And, and that's okay, you know, if that happens, it's, it's okay because that's how the relationship is correcting its course. And so this lack, lack of connection can lead to many problems in the relationship. You know, one of the main obvious things is a loss of pa passion, a loss of sexual passion, a loss of real intimacy and spontaneous sexual intimacy. It can make the relationship more boring and, and you get a heavy feeling of boredom going on. You can become irritable with each other. There's a loss of attentiveness and affection. And then also doubts. You, you know, you start having doubts about each other. You start sort of not trusting each other in different aspects, in different ways. You know, not trusting someone to turn up, not trusting someone to listen to you, not trusting someone to feel your feelings, you know. So all these problems can build up to a head if they're not addressed. And, you know, if that happens, like I said, it's not the end of the world if, if a crisis happens in your relationship. It, it just means it's a, it's a time to pause and take stock and kind of a wake-up call for your relationship. So then, you know, this feeling of connection with, the, with your partner, uh, this is also really important if you're wanting to do tantra together if you're wanting to practice more tantric sex, the, the feeling of connection is fundamental for this. So, you know, if you're a, tan uh, a tantric person or, or a tantric couple, if you're losing that connection, you're going to feel frustrated because you're not able to really practice that deep tantric, uh, tantric lovemaking. And for men who are practicing ejaculation control, semen retention, again, without that connection with your partner, uh, you're going to struggle with ejaculation control. It's really hard. I know I've been there. <laughs> to really be successful with semen retention, you need to be centered in that heart feeling, the heart chakra, the heart connection with your partner. 
And that's how you raise the energy and kind of enjoy the pleasure of orgasm without ejaculating. That's how you do it with that deep connection you have with your with your partner. You know, sex without that connection is it's pleasurable, but it's just physical. It's like a, it's a very sort of physical aspect of sex. And like I say, it can be very nice, it can be pleasurable, but it it lacks that depth to it and it makes ejaculation control difficult for the man. And plus, sex is just not so fulfilling without that connection. So if your intention is to live a tantric life together as a couple, and or even, you know, if just one of you is interested in living a tantric life, that's also fine. Then this aspect of, of feeling connection with your partner is the absolute fundamental basis. I mean, I suppose, you know, e even if it's nothing to do with Tantra, even if you just want to have a deep, fulfilling relationship, the feeling of connection is the absolute fundamental basis. Um, and what does that mean? Well, connection is about feeling emotion and depth. It's about feeling how the love for your partner moves you. Yeah, it's a, it's that feeling of like how you appreciate your partner so much, how you love all the little details of of her, of the, her little kind of uh, idiosyncrasies, her little quirks, how they're, they're so endearing, and how you love those things. That's what connection brings out. Without that connection, the, her quirks kind of become an annoyance or a turn off or yeah you you don't feel turned on so much by her but when you connect with that feeling of emotion and love at a deeper level you'd love everything about your partner and being connected with your partner is about being connected with yourself being in touch with your own feelings and your own emotions and to let to let your feelings and let your emotions move through you at your conscious level of awareness and if you allow yourself to feel that and to experience that then you're more connected with yourself so especially for men or persons who are in the masculine energy it's so important for your relationship because uh, this is what I found. I discovered this with my partner uh, last year, actually, and it was a huge aha moment for me where when I'm not connected to myself, my partner doesn't feel connected to me. Just think about that for a moment. If you are not connected with yourself, with your feelings, with your emotions, with your passion, your partner doesn't feel connected with you. Just think about that. And this is this is incredible. Like, think of the times when you've had problems with your relationship or there's been arguments or fights um, or something like that. You'll probably find that in during that time or perhaps leading up to that moment, 
you were probably not very connected with yourself. You were probably not in touch with your own emotions. And so you were not really expressing that connection with your partner. And it all comes down to feeling connected with each other, feeling your own emotions and feeling each other's emotions, sharing each other's emotions. And when you're sharing with each other, you're, you know, you're, you're opening up, you're being vulnerable with each other. And that creates trust. You know, your partner can hear and see and feel that you are becoming vulnerable. And your partner can see that he's trusting you, that she's, she's trusting you with her scary, dark, you know, vulnerability stuff. And so that elicits trust in return. So very important in this is to be connected with yourself, to feel your own emotions. If you want to know more about that aspect of this, I have a an episode that specifically talks about connecting with your own emotions, episode 13. So anyway, let's look at this practice. And it's really, really simple. It's three questions that you ask each other. That's it, really simple. And sit down with each other, put on some nice music, have a glass of wine, uh, just relax, you know, light some incense or do whatever you want to do. And then you're going to ask each other these questions and you're going to give, when you ask the question, you, you allow about three minutes for your partner to respond to reply and you're only you're only going to listen you're just listening you're you're holding space for your partner to share intimately with you very important is to let go of judgment and let go of any kind of criticism or reactive attitude just hold a silent space for your partner to share her intimate vulnerabilities or his intimate vulnerabilities. So question number one, you ask, what do you want? And let your partner answer this question about three minutes. And, you know, maybe you, as you answer this question, maybe you know, you stop or you pause or you think you've said everything you can think of. And if the three minutes is not up, then the questioner says, thank you. What do you really want? So you can repeat the question. So when your partner answers, you say, thank you. And then you repeat again, what do you really want to go deeper? You know, then the second question what are you afraid of? And then just listen, hold space. And if there's still time, thank you. What are you afraid of? And you hold space and listen. And maybe again, thank you. What are you really afraid of? And then the third question, 
What do you love about me? Hold space, listen. Then, thank you. What do you love about me? Just listen, don't react. Thank you. What do you really love about me? So these three questions, and you can take turns. So I think the way we do it, normally I, I go first normally asking the question. So I ask the first question, I listen. Uh, then she asks me the first question. And then we move on to the second question, I ask her. She asks me, and then we move on to the third question. I ask her, she asks me. And, yeah, as I said, really important is you're not having any judgment. You're not responding uh, in any way, you know, to, to comment or remark or, or, or critique or anything like that. You're just holding space to listen. Now, you know, this is a challenging exercise. It can be challenging because you, you know, on one hand, it, it, we're not, I, I found with, you know, over time with my relationship, you know, often in a relationship, we kind of forget to, to say how wonderful our partner is. Sometimes we forget to say how, about the things that we love about our partner. And we're kind of not used to that. So it can be quite difficult, you know, to answer the question, what do you love about me? It's kind of quite difficult to put into words because yes, of course we love, we love our partner and we love lots of things, but we're not used to putting it into words. And it, it, it requires a sort of a real conscious effort to articulate this. And that's really good practice because Often, we need to hear that from our partner. We need to hear what they what they love about us. We need them. We need them to say it. <laughs> and then it can be also very difficult sometimes to just to answer the questions, you know, what are you afraid of? That's That's difficult. It's challenging. You know, it can bring up things from inside. It can bring up some of your shadow, some of your demons, things like that. So very important in this practice is that this is not to discuss things. This is not to analyze things. This is just to share and create connection and trust. If something comes up, which, you know, if you, if you react or you feel triggered by something, well, you can talk about it later, you know, you, in some moment you can bring that into a discussion or conversation later, but, but not for the purpose of this exercise. So when you do this practice, you try to have in mind, try to have this, this attitude or this view that you are both expressions of the same divinity. You, you're both divine by nature, and it's the same divinity, that same God essence. So recognize and honor the divine presence in your partner. Okay, so then we're going to move on to today's tantric fun fact. And that is that 
Tantra recognizes that everyone is a unique expression of the same divinity, the same God essence. Tantra is mostly a non-dual philosophy or view of the world. You know, by that we mean that Tantra recognizes that everything is part of the same divine reality. Everything. You know, even things that we may not think usually, like sort of sex, alcohol, uh, fun, <laughs> rock and roll music. <laughs> These are all just as spiritual as meditation or chanting or yoga. <laughs> That's the view of Tantra. So you are divine by nature, and your partner is also divine by nature. And uh, we can see this mentioned in a text from uh, South India, and it's from the Trika Tantra lineage. It's called the Parapravashika, if I pronounce that right, <laughs> which translates something along the lines of an introduction to the goddess Para. And it refers to the lineage goddess of the Trika tradition, the Trika lineage of Tantra. And this was this text was composed sometime probably in the 15th century by someone called Badanagananda. And in this text, there's a very nice paragraph, and I'm going to quote here the translation uh, from Christopher Wallace's translation. When the ultimate divinity assumes the form of a contracted perceiver, by grasping its essential nature through the power of Maya, then it is called a person. And I love this little paragraph here, because it's like the ultimate reality, the ultimate divinity, assumes a form in contracted perceiver. It's like, as a perceiver, you, you've got this contracted view of the world, this contracted view which we call individuality. Individuality is that contracted perception of reality, as opposed to the expansive divine perception. And so, the ultimate divinity, it grasps its essential nature through the power of Maya. So Maya is that concept which refers to this kind of material world or this physical world. Some translate that as illusion, that Maya is this kind of grand illusion. That, but in fact, in Tantra, you know, it's all relative. You know, there... You could say that Maya is not reality, you could say God is reality, but in fact in Tantra, Maya, although it's kind of an, an illusion, it is also reality. It's just that it's kind of a rea it's a relative reality, and it confuses us as individuals and obscures our vision of our divine nature. So when the ultimate reality assumes the form of a contracted perceiver through the power of, of Maya, the material illusion of reality of the relative reality, then the divinity is called a person, an individual. And then this text goes on to talk about how our our individual consciousness 
it gets confused by Maya. Yeah, it gets confused by this material world and all the senses. In a way, they distract us, or they kind of they draw the our divine nature becomes drawn to to the attraction of the senses, and as our consciousness, as our divine consciousness, is kind of sucked down into the distraction of the senses, it loses awareness of its divine self. Yeah, as we're, it's kind of like putting your hand into a glove. Uh, you know, as you as the hand goes into the glove and the fingers separate into the <laughs> into the fingers of the glove, the fingers become fingers. Inst- and it's like as you're the divine is putting its hand into the glove of Maya. And so there's this feeling of separation happening. But of course, through practice, through through karma, through incarnations, through living and learning our lessons, we gradually awaken again and we remember our divine connection. And that's what spiritual awakening is. It's remembering remembering that we are in fact God. By remembering who we are, we can come back to the awareness of our divine self, even at the same time that we're partaking in the senses of this physical world. So that was a little tantric fact there from the uh, Trika Tantra lineage. If you want to read more about that, uh, Christopher Wallace has an excellent article and commentary about this, and I'll leave uh, the link to his blog in the description in the show notes. So let's wrap up today's episode with some chanting, as we always do. Today I'm going to be chanting the Asatoma Sadgamaya mantra. Asatoma Sadgamaya. A beautiful, beautiful mantra. It's one of the oldest mantras, you know. Possibly the Gayatri mantra is also one of the oldest. It comes from one of the Upanishads. Some dates somewhere between the 10th and 5th century BC, BCE. So it's super old. Uh, it's a short, simple mantra. Asatoma Sadgamaya. Tamaso ma jyotir gamaya, mrityor ma amritam gamaya, om shanti shanti shanti. So the translation is, lead me from untruth to truth, or could be unreality to reality. Lead me from darkness to light. Lead me from death to immortality. Om peace, peace, peace. Om shanti, shanti, shanti. So very beautiful words to meditate on. And when you're when you're listening to this or chanting this, you, you don't have to really hold in mind the translation. As with all of these mantras, these Sanskrit mantras, it's the, it's the sound and the vibration that you you can let yourself get absorbed and carried into the sound and the vibration. 
And if you want to see the words for this mantra, I've posted them on my website on the tantriclife.com and I will also post them on the Facebook page, the Tantric Life. So listen along and you know, you just let yourself go, let yourself get carried by the vibration. And I hope you enjoy this mantra. So thank you very much if you've listened all the way to the end of this episode. <laughs> You're a hardcore Tantra follower. <laughs> and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And I will be back again soon with more interesting topics about Tantra. Take care. Bless you. Kadandaya Vitnahe Vakrutundaya Dimahi Tanno Tundi Prachurya Tom Gam Ganavate Yanamaha Om Triambakam Yajamahe Sagantam Bushtavadanam Uravaru Kamavabandanat Mutyo Mukshehamam Retat Om Shivai Yanamaha Om Ganambakaya Vitmahe Mahatapaya Dimahi Tanno Dugi Prachodatom Dum Dugahaya Namaha Om Haim Rim Srim Klim Chamundai Vche Chamundai Vche Chamundai Vche Om Mahabhatra Kalyan Namaha Om Karikaya Chavitmahe Samasavasana Dimahi Tanno Aghura Prachodatum Mahabhadra Kalyana Maha Om Narayana Hyavitmahi Vasudevaya Dimahi Tanno Vishnu Prachodatum Namoho Narayana Hyana Maha Om Mahalakshmi Chavitmahi Vishnu Patriya Dimahi Tanno Lakshmi Prachodatoham Maha Lakshmi Namaha Ya Kundanduta Charadahavala Ya Shukra Vastraha Vruta Ya Vinavaradanimanitakara Ya Sveta Padmasana Ya Brahma Chuta Shankara Prabhutte vritta vyaya sadhavandita Samam batu sarsuti bhagavati Nishesha yatiyaha paha Om shadhadanaya vitmahe shakti hastahya dhimahe Tanno skandaha prachodatom supramanyahayanamaha Om Bhubu Vatswaha Tat Purushaya Vidmahe Mahadevaya Dimahe Tanno Rudraha Prachodayat Tat Purushaya Vidmahe Mahasenaya Dimahe Tanna Shammukha Prachodayat Om Tat Sat Om Ah.
Mahamrityam Gamaha 